Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you here for dinner, Mama? It's a buffet. Well, I'm not changed. You just need to take off your hat. You talk as if that were easy. <sighs> The allure of the British aristocracy, particularly comparing the scandalous behaviours of the toffs and the servants who wait on them, has always been irresistible to the Brits, steeped as they are in their class system. But Americans are fascinated too, even if they don't always get the finer points. Really, uh, most of it takes place at a uh, shooting party in a country house, sort of like this one, actually. Uh, murder in the middle of the night, a lot of guests for the weekend, everyone's a suspect, uh, you know, that sort of thing. How horrid. The culture clash was aired in Robert Altman's brilliant satire, Gosford Park, written by a minor toff called Julian Fellows, who went on to become a real lord on the strength of his TV follow-up, Downton Abbey. Downton scrapped the satire, dived headlong into costume drama soap opera, and became one of the most successful shows ever created. No maid, no valet, no nanny, even. It's 1927. We're modern folk. But what exactly was the appeal? Even ardent Downton Abbey fans were a little puzzled. The series started with a promise of scandal, murder and class warfare, sexual peccadilloes above and below stairs. At one stage, an Arab sheik threatened to compromise Lord Grantham's eldest daughter. The key phrase being threatened to. One of the secrets of Downton's TV success was always promising the worst, but never quite delivering it. No matter how gloomy things looked at the start of an episode, by the end, mostly all became well with very little difficulty. I want every surface to gleam and sparkle. a parade and a dinner. I'm going to have to sit down. So can the same magic formula happen here in the feature film that picks up a year or so after, you'd think, just about all the loose ends had been tied up in pretty pink bows? I think you may have noticed the phrase, just about all the loose ends. In Downton, there are always more loose ends to be attended to. Just like the old days, Granny's here and Isabel, and we're paying a call this afternoon on Princess Mary. Oh, has my new ball dress arrived? Not yet, but it will. Hello, Mary. How are you? The story opens with a telegram, they usually do, announcing everything from the sinking of the Titanic to the outbreak of World War I. In this case, nothing so stressful, you'd think, merely the arrival of some guests. Post's just arrived, my lord. Heaven. What is it? The king and queen are coming to stay. What? Here we go. 
But these guests are something special. The first sight of actual royalty in the entire franchise. 1927 means King George V, the father of the King's Speech chap. The entire household is put on high alert. Can they cope? I am the King's butler. We have come to Downton in advance of their majesties. The royal butler's terribly scary. Stay out of our way. I am their majesty's chef. I want the olive oil now. He wants a clip round the ear now. Well, it turns out they won't be required to cope because the royal household takes over when His Majesty goes visiting. The staff's nose is put out of joint, with the blame going, rather unfairly, on Barrow, the former gay footman, now the replacement for Carson as the Downton Abbey butler. I don't want to be a nuisance, but I need your help, Carson. Barrow just isn't up to the task. The truth is, he's in a sort of trance. Won't you help me? I feel I'm pushing a rock uphill. I'll be there in the morning, my lady. Don't you worry. You're a treasure, Carson. That's all there is to say. I'll see myself out. Barrow, the gay butler, has lurked as a potentially sinister figure since the series started. Regularly, he threatens to overturn the apple cart with his dubious ways, and each time he signally fails to do so. And once again... Well, once again... Well, you can be a sort of... With your permission, I'd prefer not to be a sort of anything, my lord. I will surrender my position for the duration of the visit, if I must, and serve you again when their majesties have gone, if you so wish. Please don't think... By the way, the boiler's playing up and there's no hot water. My own favourite member of the Downton Abbey cast was always Joanne Froggart as the quietly heroic maid Anna. This time she seems to be in danger of being once again totally overlooked until she rallies the troops to take on the royal servant bullies. Go, Anna. Our staff have nothing to do. Nothing. It's not right for us to be humiliated in this way. Excuse me. We want to defend Downton's honour. We think we should fight back. <laughs> this is treason. Never in danger of being overlooked in anything she's in is the redoubtable Maggie Smith, once again grabbing the script of Downton Abbey by the scruff of its clichés and milking it for everything she can. And this time she's assisted by Imelda Staunton as a rival dowager with a suspicious attachment to her lady's maid, Lucy. Can I help you at all? I'm Lady Bagshaw's maid. Might as well admit, I like her. She is a scheming little minx. What piffle you talk. There is no need to argue. I never argue. I explain. The suspicious relationship, needless to say, will dissolve in a puff of smoke before it gets out of hand, but not before the actress playing Lucy has established herself not just with her charm, but with her name. Who could resist someone called Tuppence Middleton? I have such a feeling that you can understand what's going on in my head. It's easy to be as snobby towards Downton Abbey on a big or small screen as a royal chef is to Mrs Patmore, but there's something endearing about its old-fashioned Englishness and total lack of cynicism as it doles out happy endings all round. The last few days have made me think, what are we doing? Should we really go on with it? Downton Abbey's the heart of this community, and you're keeping it beating. 
And the terrific cast once again performs that mysterious Jedi mind trick that fools the audience into thinking they're seeing something rather more significant than it is. Like a bumblebee, it flies even if by all the laws of physics it shouldn't be able to. Your Majesties, welcome to Downton Abbey. Oh, can I help you? Someone must, sir. I I may never rise again. (laughs) Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies. I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is... Another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.